This podcast is part of the Soul Zone Network. Hello, hello, it's Molly and Sarah from TheButterflyConnection.com. We're all connected and we're not alone. What if you could rebirth your soul, spark movement in your life, and reconnect with your authentic self? Join us each week as we connect with Source to answer the burning questions that lie deep within us and gain clarity and wisdom to soar to our greatest potential. Welcome to the Butterfly Connection, where the kinetics of your soul will give you wings to fly. This is BK25, Live Awakened. Hello, hello, it's Molly and Sarah. Hi, everyone. Today, we are taking you back to when it all began for us. And we would like to tell you a little bit more in depth about how our spiritual awakening began. So I'm going to let Sarah start with her story first. Oh, my goodness. To go back, it feels like it was like 20 years ago because so much has happened since then. It was it was probably about four years ago. I had just left my teaching job at a public school and I was yearning. I, I had this this aching kind of in the center of my body where I, I imagined my soul to be. And I knew that there was going to be something big that was happening. So it started with a feeling of knowing that something was going to be different. And then I had a an intuitive life coaching reading with Kelly T. Smith. And she flat out said to me on that reading that I had spiritual gifts and that I was able to see and I was able to know and I was able to connect to source and to angels and guides, which I kind of sort of already knew that. But I had no clue how. I had no clue to what extent. So it was kind of scary in the beginning. But there was also a sense of like I had come home. Like I'd finally come home to myself. And then Molly one night gave uh, me a lot of information from family members whom had passed many years ago. and. I started to heal from some relationships with some family members that had passed and the messages that they gave me were so beautiful and amazing and that was where at least I remember my journey beginning and it all kind of flooded in like somebody opened a floodgate but it started with that sense of knowing that something was was nagging at me yearning I was yearning for something Yes I completely understand what you're saying and I'm I'm going to actually go back really far in my life to my childhood. And for me, I always knew something was bigger than what I was seeing. I grew up in a pretty toxic family environment. And I remember even in middle school when things were really bad, I would sit in my room and cry. And I just knew in the deepest part of my soul 
that God did not put me on this earth to be miserable. I knew that I was here for a bigger reason than the environment I was growing up in. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what the answers were, but I hung on to that inner knowing of God did not put me on this earth to be miserable. I just knew it. And I got to college, and that's really when the healing work started. Of course, there were other traumatic things that occurred in my life during college, but I, as an adult and being away from the toxic home life, I was able to really start healing from the painful experiences that had occurred. And, you know, I reached out and I got help and I started therapy. And in doing all of those things, it was like the the onion layers were being peeled away from me. And the more that the onion layers were being peeled away from me, the more I had a sense of of knowing there was something more. And I kind of around that time knew I was empathic. And so I was starting to embrace that. And I would hear these little voices of guidance in my head. And I never really thought much of what was that. But, you know, I kept through my 20s. I just kept doing more work and doing more work and more healing and more honoring of myself. And I stayed in touch with the empathic part of me. And then there was a time four or five years ago where I unraveled a really big, painful, ugly family secret. And in doing that, it was like the last piece of the puzzle that I needed to really lift off of me so that I could seek out greater help from what was going on with me in my spiritual awakening. That really, it was almost like I've been spiritually awakening for decades, but it was peaking. It was as if I was opening up the door and I'd see this little peak of light and that's all I could see. And then I let go of this really heavy, heavy loaded secret and I could open the door and actually see the whole room filled with light. And that's when I got on and found Kelly T. Smith. And I know that was divinely guided, met with her and she, well, she said to me, like, do you, do you know that your mother-in-law has been trying to talk to you for a long time? And I said, yeah, I kind of had that feeling, but I didn't know, like, I didn't realize that, like, I knew, but I didn't, I, I could hear people. I could, I could sense people. There were a lot of times I would get what I call spiritual hugs. Like suddenly I would be in a room and I'd be really in this moment where I'd be feeling sad and I could literally feel like what felt like a hug, but there was nobody there. But it would be this like like electrifying feeling through my body. And it was always a sense of comfort to me. You know, being able to work with someone who is a light worker and a intuitive life coach like Kelly, that really gave me the courage to embrace who I knew I was, but I just needed that extra help to define it. And then from there, it's just kind of been, it's like, it's been a glorious uphill experience, life experience and in growth and soul growth, soul growth and soul movement. And I'm, you know, I can look back now in all of the 
horrific traumas and toxic situations and experiences that I've had in my life. And I know that I had to live those so that I could start awakening when I did. I know that I had to have those experiences, that my soul had to have those experiences so that I could be where I am now, today, talking to you, all of you out there listening, and have, I have the courage to have that conversation and this conversation without feeling any sense of fear of judgment or fear of of loss of people coming, you know, leaving my life because I am here. This is who I am. I believe in me. I love me. And it I'm so grateful that I've been able to get to this point. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that beautiful story of how it all came together for you. You know, as I was listening to Molly, it never really even occurred to me to go to go way back, way, way, way back from the time that I was a kid. So I'd like to share with you that yearning, that soul yearning when that actually began. I felt the yearning my whole life. I've always known that there was something within me and I didn't really quite know what exactly it was, but I knew I loved to be able to be there for people. I knew that I loved to be a support system for others. I knew that people kind of gravitated towards me and came to me and asked me for advice. And I felt this sense of like completion when people would do that. And so I had that early on. I guess that's why I wanted to become a teacher from the time I was four or five years old. But there was this other part of me too, this knowing, this knowing something was going to happen before it actually happened. It happened a lot to me. I would hear things in my head. I would feel things around me. Like what I mean by that is I would actually feel the presence of either divine, like angels, or I would feel like as though there was a person there, but wasn't. And then later on, I started to hear things, like actually hear physical things. So I always knew that there was a, there was a connection to some place, and I just didn't know exactly where that was. And in some ways, I kind of isolated myself when I was young because I felt like that maybe there, I was weird. <laughs> there was something wrong with me. And I just didn't understand the world in the same way that other people did. And I think that was one of the biggest things that made me feel kind of alone is that I saw the world and I saw people for what it was and who they were. And, and, I, and all I saw was good. Even in people who may or may not have treated me very well, I saw good in everyone. And that spilled into my whole life. And I found music which was something that kind of helped me to cling on and kind of curb that yearning. But it just was never, the hunger of that yearning was never satisfied. And as I went to college, the yearning got louder and louder. And as I started teaching, the yearning got louder and, and I felt it more strongly until I had that session with Kelly. And it was like everything in my life finally clicked, like all of the all of the puzzle pieces just kind of all finally came together. And it was like she was literally just confirming for me something and things that I already knew 
but it's like somebody said, here, open the book to page 10 and read this paragraph. That is you. And you were over on page one. Well, I'm over on page 10. So it was like, oh, oh, this is the piece. This is the part I couldn't put into words. And she finally put it into words for me. I am an empath. I have severe anxiety because of it, because I can feel everything and any person's emotions around me. I can tell when something's going to happen before it happens. I, I can hear people who have passed on. Um, so all of that was like scary at first, but then it was the most beautiful blessing in the whole wide world. And I finally felt like God said, hey, you got this now. I handed you this beautiful present with bows on it. And now it's time for you to open it, Sarah. And it's time for you to pull out everything that you've got. And it's time to be who you really are. Thank you for sharing. And I just want to go back to the music thing, because that is something that Sarah and I, that's, that really brought us together to begin with. And I know we, we talked about that in our um, very first podcast, which just feels so long ago, but it wasn't. And, you know, music for both of us was such an amazing, it was an amazing way for us to escape from the life and things going on in life that were unpleasant. Uh, I know, I mean, I know Sarah, she will agree. She did the same thing I did. We found music and clung to music. But the beauty about music, and you probably, if you are a musician or if you have, play an instrument or sing, music has this beautiful way of transcending between like time and space and everything else. Before I really embraced my spiritual awakening, I was already awakened when I was in the music, when I played the music. The music was like music has always been part of me. It's always been there for me. I've always been able to count on it. Like, no matter what's going on in my life, I have music. Music is me, it's part of who I am. And I'm so grateful to have that. And I'm so grateful to have the ability to feel so connected and so so awakened when I'm in the moments of, of the music. But what makes it even better now is I don't just have to experience that in the music when I'm playing music and connecting. I can have that now all day long, every day, if I want to. I just have to remember that it's always there. And I think what's really important is if you are at home or driving, or wherever you are listening to this right now. Our souls are always yearning for whatever it is we are meant to be doing in life. Having your soul awakened isn't just some special thing for a handful of people. We all have the ability to be awakened, to have our soul awakened, to live a life connected to our souls. We have the ability to wake them up. And it's just a matter of having to, of being able to embrace everything that we've gone through in life and being able to stand in that and work through that and move, move forward in whatever the situation is so that we can be awake and, and live awake. Because 
this is not the time to be sleeping through life. This is not the time to be waking up and just walking through the motions of every day. We all have the right and deserve to feel joy and love. And we all have the right to feel as connected to ourselves as we can. Yes, absolutely. And what we also need to remember is if we answer our soul's call, if we answer and we figure out what it is that that yearning is, if we're feeling disconnected, when we answer it, we will find the connection again. So we cannot answer the call of our soul unless we connect to our soul. And if you have a yearning out there and you're listening and you have that yearning and you haven't figured out what it is, maybe you can ask your soul that question. What is this yearning? What is it that I'm feeling nagging on me, pulling on me to do or to be? And when you answer that question, that's just the first step in such a beautiful journey. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening to us today. As always, you can go on over to our Facebook page, The Butterfly Connection. We would love to have you in the group so we can all have soul-connecting conversations with one another. Also, you can check out our website, thebutterflyconnection.com. On there, you can sign up for our Soul Reflections Challenge. We also have services available as well. We offer distance Reiki, which is a beautiful thing to do when you're starting to awaken your soul. Reiki is a fabulous way to start to clear out and is a beautiful way of showing self-love and self-care. So check those things out. Have a fantastic and beautiful week. May lots of love, light, and blessings come to you. And may your soul feel connected as ever. Thank you for listening to The Butterfly Connection with Molly Ray and Sarah Courtney. Look for Soul Reflections Academy on our website, thebutterflyconnection.com, and sign up for our free Soul Reflection Challenge. We would love to hear from you. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Google Play and give us a review. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And join us next week for another soul-connecting conversation 